welcome to Forever Canon, the podcast where we talk about our favorite Star Wars books and seven of nine being better than four. I have always agreed. We shall find out. I'm Justin. I'm Tim. And this week on Forever Canon, we start book number 16. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. <laughs> that is a lot. <laughs> the seventh of nine. Huh? See the joke? Uh, in this Fate of the Jedi series. Conviction. Written by Aaron Alston. Mm-hmm. Whose last book, kind of. Fell a little flat. Kind of spun some wheels in the mud for a long time. And you just scared the hell out of me with your comment before we started the podcast. And we'll get to it. Okay. But first, bum, bum, bum. Previously on Forever Canon, we finished uh, book 15. Yes, we did. (laughs) The whole thing. And then we talked about the entire thing and how crappy... It is to have major spoilers on the back of the book. Yes. I can't, the, can't remember. Did did that happen for book four as well? Yeah. Yeah. But way lesser of a degree. Mm-hmm. This is absurd. Yeah. And you know what? We already know what happens in the entire book. So let's dive right into chapter <laughs> one. Where we start on the infirmary level, Jedi Temple. Coruscant. And we pick up right where we left off. The Jedi are gathered around the thawing horn children, and Silgal's wondering why Amelia, Angie, and Basil Worf are so stinky. Yeah, they smell terrible. <laughs> Tell us why, Tim. Why do they smell so bad? Oh, when you're hanging around in the Jedi basement with a bunch of um uh, Lizards in heat. <laughs> yeah, with rat skeletons all over the place. Yeah, they're stinky from finding a secret and trading a secret. It's the stench of desperation. Techly, Fabrice is the room. I don't know if you caught that. <laughs> yeah, I did. She like <laughs> spray sanitizer. A <laughs> okay. Anyways, all seems well with Valen and Gisela as we cut to get used to that a lot. Because mm-hmm. it hasn't happened for two straight books. Yep. Christy Golden and Troy Denning have been pretty much sticking to a singular perspective for a whole chapter. Yeah. If not multiple chapters, right? Not the way the previous book series was written. Not the way a lot of Star Wars books are written. Aaron Alston sticking to the tried and true <laughs> um, the tried and true Star Wars format of cutting back and forth between multiple perspectives all the time. Yeah. Which is, you see it in the movies. Why, did, why is... Screen wipe from left to right or right to left to change our perspective. And we cut to the waiting room just outside where the solos are reminiscing about stinks and smells and trash compactors. And we cut to (laughs) Silgal and Techly watching Valen and Gisela on uh, CCTV, not closed captioning TV as I thought when I was younger, closed circuit television. (laughs) I thought the same thing. (laughs) Anyways, they're spying on the two kids in the room, baiting them with an easy escape. Some dude in there, blah, 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 on his face off with his lightsaber hanging in easy reach and all tests to see if they're crazy still. Telling them the quickest way to get out of here. Yeah, you're on the basement floor, but don't, you know, if you guys want to go for a walk, don't take the elevator. That'll be this. Make sure you take the stairs because that nobody will ever see you. (laughs) Whatever. Yeah. Just feeding them information and feeding them a plan of escape to see. To test mm-hmm. 
whether or not they truly are recovered. Because they have been frozen in carbonite the whole time. Unlike everybody else that recovered conscious yeah, the whole time, right? When Abeloth died, everybody got better. These two have been frozen in carbonite. And secondary note, does nobody at the Jedi Temple know that Abeloth is still alive? Um, I, they might know now. At the beginning of this, in this first chapter, I don't think they do. And now you're right. That information has to get back from Peter in the Almania system mm-hmm. where the Jedi stealth X's came with the air adventure and saved the Jedi, not saved the Jedi, saved the Skywalkers mm-hmm. and the Stara from the Sith fleet. Obviously that information is going to get back. Eventually. Communications. Yeah. But did, yeah. Cause Luke told them he's going after Abeloth. Yeah. He ditched the entire rescue crew <laughs> that came to get him. Yeah. And he's like, thanks. Gotta go. Yeah, thanks. Bye. Yeah. Right. <laughs> So I guess maybe that information just hasn't gotten back yet. Or maybe it has, and it's why they're testing these horns and seeing whether or not they truly are recovered. But guess what? They're cured. Thank the Force, Tim. They don't take the bait. They don't grab this man's lightsaber. Nobody has to get knocked out or stun gassed or whatever the the trick was. The lightsaber actually press the button and it doesn't turn on it. Uh, knockout gas comes yeah out. yeah some 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 that words <laughs> some words yeah some in there makes the horns follower yeah i mean here's all the bait and they don't take it they are cured and we cut to valen thinking about how everyone except his sister is an imposter not cured <laughs> psych see yep. classic aaron alston <laughs> he sets you up to think one thing and then he goes psych and he tricks you completely yep. tricks you except were you tricked no no <laughs> no and more so because uh of the depth of connection that these two have to the going crazy valen was the first person we saw lose connection with reality mm-hmm. he was having breakfast with his parents and his sister and he wigged out and <laughs> ran away right and tried yeah. to steal a ship and all that jazz where he ended up getting uh, arrested. So it was like bringing us back to the story um, of the, what, the, I don't know, not the taint, the reach, the the manipulation that Abeloth is able to manifest in these young Jedi knights who were at shelter mm-hmm. back in the day. Um, we bring us back to focus on that with the characters who first went crazy. And, yeah. And, and we realized what a big deal it was. This seems like a reset on that. Yeah. Valen and Gisela are crazy as shit. Abeloth is not dead, as we know. The Jedi are not cured. Yeah. Which brings us to our point last week. The biggest threat to that is Basil Worf now knows Amelia is Alana Solo. Yeah, they're all playing like they're not. Like they're Well, that's the question. Mm -hmm. I don't. I think only Valen and Gisela are still actively crazy right now because of being frozen in carbonite. Yeah. And they were Abloth's first. So maybe she has a stronger connection to those two. Yeah. Or yeah. Or maybe like she had to let so many tentacles go yeah. to run away and recover or what, whatever, mm-hmm. how many bodies she's had and died and gone through <laughs> but, <laughs> a few and now, but yeah, I, the biggest thing that's being pointed out to us is that 
that is very dangerous. Basil Worf is very dangerous. Yeah. They're all still, whether they're crazy or not at the moment, they're all still a liability regardless. Yeah. Yeah. And Valen and Gisela are actively crazy. Mm-hmm. Chapter two. Meliflar Station. Mendenbat System. Near Almania. Long location heading. <laughs> yeah. And so was the previous one. <laughs> like... These are both six, seven, five, six, seven worders. Aaron Olsen making up for the other authors' lack of headings <laughs> and, and perspective shifts. Like we said, they didn't do that. No, not there was at all. no headings. Not even at chapter uh, starts. Not even at the. Oh my god! Not even at the beginning of a chapter would you have a, a location, right? I know. <laughs> it's all right, but he, this guy, is, he's making up for it right away. We've already cut perspective four times. We've we've already had at least ten words of, of location heading, and here in the Meliflar Station, in the Mendenbat system near Almania, Luke, Ben, and Vistara have tracked Abeloth to the space station. Mm-hmm. Ben's got crisscross burns, not buns. Uh, Luke's got a bum knee, and Luke thinks of all the special tools and tricks on the Jade Shadow, his wife Mara's ship. And how she was so resourceful. Yeah, now he's glad but he didn't change too much of it. She wasn't resourceful enough. No. A time that she really needed a lot of resources, she went by herself. Yep. She got dead. That's why she's not on the ship. For anybody <laughs> just checking in and wondering. <laughs> oh, not resourceful enough, huh? Now she didn't use the resources that were available, available to, her. to her at all, it's like called, all the Jedi. That's what's that hubris? Mm-hmm. The, the the literary arrogance that leads to your downfall. Well, speaking of arrogance, they board the space station, and obviously, this is going to be the ambush mentioned on the back cover, right? Stupid cover. Why <laughs> we read it last week? I kind of don't want to repeat the things that were on it. Yeah. Until they come up, but. Why would you have so many spoilers on your back cover? Even if it's only spoiling the first four or so chapters, maybe, or more? Why? Yeah. Why? <laughs> Why? Don't. Yeah. The back cover should say, here's what happened in the last story. Here's what's probably going to happen now. And you twist the probablys. Yeah. Cool. Not, here's what happened while you were gone, and then rewind the beginning of the book. None of that's happened yet. <laughs> yep. Cool. Yep. This back cover can suck it. Anyway, side note, a crazy misprint in my book here. Oh, really? <laughs> On page 16. This being a, an original printing. Okay. Right? Yours is new, right? Uh, it doesn't say Legends on it. doesn't say Legends on but it. But it couldn't... It, I don't know. Mine was the original, original printing. Okay, so up at the top is 16. Uh, first, first sentence, Nerf Loaf collapse. Second sentence, I'm going to read you what mine says. It was not a collapse into ruin. The lid flew up. The front panel, Delta 33, fell away forward on a hinge. Does yours have the front panel, triangle, 33 attached to it? Yes, it does. Weird. Really weird. <laughs> really just weird misprint. Yeah. I don't know. Not even, not really not worth mentioning, but it, it <laughs> just, it rattled me when I saw it. I, I had to kind of stop and reread that part. I was like, is that, I did, did I miss it? And I skipped right over the symbol. And it's just like, panel 33. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they didn't have the right emojis on their phone or something. It just <laughs> yeah. turned up as a triangle. 
Anyways, okay, there's a story happening. Okay. We get our first look at Luke, Ben, and Vistara as a team. As they walk onto the space station and people start shooting machine stun bolts at them. Mm -hmm. The word pirates is mentioned a lot in this chapter. I wonder why. Remember, we haven't talked about them in two books. Yep. The Sith and the pirates. Oh, and they attacked Jaina and Lando. And then she told the Jedi Council. And then it was like, yeah, 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 pirates, whatever. Shove it under the rug for now. We got other things. Yeah, there's other things to worry about. We got Dalla, we got Sith, we got Avaloth. Let let us not speak of the pirates again. (laughs) You know? (laughs) But now, it's coming up a lot. I wonder why. Anyways, ambush defeated. Ben goes left, Vistara goes right, Luke stays in the middle because he's got a bad knee. And they take everybody over. (laughs) Yeah, easy enough. I mean, 17 pirates against three Jedi. I just don't know what you're going to do. And not just three Jedi, right? Vistara, very special. Ben is a Skywalker. Luke is the Skywalker. You know. (laughs) They take over the entire crew. Luke wants to be led to the dark side energy that he feels manifesting itself so potently somewhere in the space station. Mm -hmm. So take us there, you greedy captive pirates. And they go to the brig. Yep. Where the captain and the his daughter captain, is. Yeah. Who's been mutinied because Abeloth came here and told him there's three Jedi coming. And if you don't kill them, your daughter's going to die. But everybody saw how fancy their ship was. And the pirates mutinied and threw this man in the brig with his daughter who's afflicted with some wacky dark side energy emanating from her. What is going on here? Yeah. Abeloth. Turned this girl into a dark side nexus. Yeah. Luke Skywalker says. Yep. Except over the, instead of the course of centuries, she did it in minutes. Yeah. It's like she left pieces of herself behind in this girl. And she made her like a beacon. Mm hmm. For what purpose? Distraction. A beacon. Luke thinks it's a distraction for him, right? He thinks Mm -hmm. it's, she's gone through all this trouble to temper our pursuit of her. Yeah. But what if it's not? What if it's a literal breadcrumb trail to the wicked witch's house in the forest? (laughs) And you eat some gingerbread and you get turned into a force nexus of dark side energy that she uses, probably. Yeah, it's not. It's a weird thing. Because Valen and Gisela are still alive. Mm -hmm. Still crazy. But planning to escape at some point is what is what Valen's thought left it at in the last chapter. Yeah. We just got to bide our time and gather more information. We don't even know what's happening. Who are these imposters and why is everybody nice or whatever? You know, a beacon. Mm-hmm. Chapter three. Luke dives into the bit of Abeloth that she'd left behind to transform this girl. And he feels parts of Abeloth in that piece. Callista, memories of the shelter Jedi, and he can feel that she wants them back. And he can feel that she is hoarding energy to get them. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah, she's trying to call them, call them back, get them back under her control, or just under not or even keep necessarily feeding control. off of them, or keep. <clears throat> 
transforming them, changing them? Is she doing to them what happened to Talon, although that happened from the pool of knowledge? What was she doing to this girl here? If you can turn Force-sensitive people into like a more concentrated, powerful manifestation of the dark side that you use to feed your own energy off of. She turned them into batteries. Much more powerful can she become compared to the untouchable that she already is. She killed Luke Skywalker if it wasn't for a little Sith girl saving him and Ben. Mm -hmm. He was dead. I, how much more powerful does she need to be? What is she trying to do? And that's part of the thing. We don't know what the hell is going on. No, she's continued to stay so mysterious in her motivations and her actions. And her history? Yeah. What is she? And what does she want? Why does she want Luke Skywalker to suffer like she did? How did she suffer? You know. Mm-hmm. And then again, those points probably don't exist in this book. Because those were from other books mm-hmm. <laughs> although i'll tell you what it didn't take aaron alston very long to say abeloth's name this time that's true so that's cool because <laughs> <laughs> we met her in book three and in book four we did not see her name one time now uh, he was sure she was going to be around this time <laughs> anyways luke heals this this girl of this seed of abeloth that's been left up behind and the, it's pretty interesting the way you do he does it <laughs> <laughs> he can feel the dark in her so he locks his light side goodness energy inside of this girl's body with the dark side energy and then he like like fishing mm-hmm. you know that was the hook and then he reels out the dark side and light side energy together and without a sentient host they just dissipate Without a like a without a living conduit, yeah, it's they evaporate. Like, yeah, the two energies. Like if you uh, open like a Coke bottle or something, and all that fog on top. Sometimes I guess, and it just gone. I don't know, but like that's really interesting. If Avalot's power doesn't have someone to hold on to, it can disappear. Mm-hmm. And isn't that just sort of a reflection of her entire behavior her whole theme of the way that she acts her modus operandi mm-hmm. which is desperate connection yeah and maybe that's so that she doesn't disappear or yeah or lose her power entirely that's why there were so many people at or uh, she needs sinkhole. replacement bodies <laughs> that's also a possibility <laughs> uh, i don't know but i do know that Luke is even more tired now. Mm-hmm. That was a big force exertion. Yeah, it was power. something new. A lot of new force things coming up in the And it's funny, you know, he doesn't have to, I guess, okay. I mean, I was about to make, I guess, a stupid comment. He doesn't have to, like, study and train these ideas. He just tries it. <laughs> Which, I mean, you're the, you're the best of the best, you know. You're the greatest wizard who ever spun magic force threads in the history of the Wheel of Time. But... I don't know. Yeah. He just like invents stuff throughout <laughs> the series of these books, which is so strange. Yeah. He, it was easy. He did it. It was very tiring though, because he's also tired from that last battle on Almania quote on Almania. 
Wait. <laughs> Where? Because <laughs> were we not on Piedr? Because I said it like that so many times <laughs> yeah. that I'll never forget. Now, is it in the Almania system? Yes. Mm-hmm. But would you, Luke Skywalker, the person who almost died and almost killed Abeloth, in a meeting hall on the Night Sisters Vil- not Night Sisters, that was the fourth book. Yeah. <laughs> in the what the hell are these ones called? The, the oh my god, how do I forget already? The white current ladies. Yeah. Oh my god. Fallen Assy. There you go. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I wanted to say the Dathomiri too, so oh, it's all right. God. Anyways, you know, he knew where he was, okay, is my point. Mm-hmm. And why would he think to himself on Almania? Because Aaron Alston had a heart attack while touring the first book of this series. Mm-hmm. He must have sped wrote. That sounds so much worse than speed write. Mm-hmm. He must have speed written. Oh, that's better. <laughs> Got there. <laughs> uh, his his book f- four and his book seven ahead of details of, from the other authors and how they flesh their things out. Yeah. You know, because everybody must have started with a general outline of we're going to start here. We want to end up here. Here's our major plot points along the way. You get this and it's divided up between the three authors, right? Mm-hmm. You work on this. You work on this. Details get fleshed out as you go. And that information gets passed back and forth between the authors during the process. Yeah. Both of his books after the first one seem like he wrote them right after book one. Yeah. Like almost essentially. Yep. Just with these weird disconnects. You know, another one, and it's got to be the health concerns, you know? Yeah. And then the guy died shortly after. So like that. Yeah. Thanks for, thanks Thanks for speed writing. Yeah, this this has got to be one of the last books he wrote, right? I believe. Like he might have had one X-wing mercy kill after this. Yeah, one of his last few for sure. For sure. And man, when you have like the contractual commitment to finish a series, and you're working with two other people that you like and respect, and like you don't want to let the fans down, you don't want to let your co-authors down for the series, and you're in terrible health. Mm Mm-hmm. And just probably worked his ass off to even get these stories done. Yeah. So as much as we have or may continue to complain about the disconnects, thanks, man. Yeah. We we do appreciate it. We are reading the books because we like them. And just because it might be the worst out of nine doesn't mean I didn't like it. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Remember that out there. Don't email me at forevercampodcast at gmail.com while I try to see where I am in the notes. Anyway, the girl is saved. And Luke tells us we are heading to Nam Corios. Doesn't tell us why, just tells us where. Typical Luke Skywalker. Yeah, and how how does he know that? I he felt it in the the bit of Abeloth that he was pulling out of the girl. That was one of the details that he felt okay. was the darkness there or or whatever drew him there. Yeah, that's one one of the details I forgot yeah and hang on to that detail mm-hmm. for the next episode maybe cut to the errant venture almania system Raynar thull having some thoughts kip durin having some thoughts about how we don't have a plan post stealth x battle with the sith because 
They don't know what to do. Luke Skywalker bailed. Yeah. They're like, okay, well, we were coming to help you. So now what (laughs) do we do? You know, there's a cool detail here, too. Kip has a laser blast sunburn. Yes. From uh, too close of a shot at the forward canopy of his cockpit during laser battles. That's, That's a cool. That's a nice immersive detail. I wonder how often these pilots are walking around looking like they just <laughs> left Cancun and forgot to put sunscreen on. Yeah. After a battle for a few days, got that red tinge on you. That would be, that's pretty funny. It's actually kind of disturbing because it's really what that is, is a Sith ship shot at your face and cooked your skin a little. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you were uh, maybe one other, one more shot from death. Yikes. That's scary. Mm-hmm. That's kind of gross, actually. It's, let's talk about what's happening, okay? The Jedi fleet <laughs> is operating out of the errant venture, but they have no next step after Luke took off. And small note, Raynar Thal, thinking how happy he is to be back included with the Jedi. Even though they're patronizing him a little bit. Yeah. However, quote, he did feel a distant longing for an ever greater degree of normalcy. Hey, Tim. Mm-hmm. What's that? Well, he How depends on old is Raynar Thol. I think he's young enough to have been a Jedi at shelter, like at one of the kids. I don't think. I don't so. think so. I think, I think he's, he's Jason Janus. and Jaina's yeah. age. Okay, but I guess that answers that eliminates one option, and I don't think it's Abeloth. Well, his last normalcy was when he was part of the the Dark Nest. He's missing the hive mind. Mm-hmm. He's missing as much as it feels good to belong again and be connected to the Jedi. There's a bigger thing that he experienced, a bigger and better joining. Mm-hmm. And he misses that on some degree. Just interesting. Yeah, we'll see where that goes. I've said a thousand times and I'll say a thousand one right now. I don't remember the details of these <laughs> books. But that little side thought from him caught my attention. Yeah. And it kind of makes me nervous or it makes me interested because where are the Killicks? I believe they were just left to peace after, you know, having the dark Jedi controlling them removed. They just went back to their normal millennia of peaceful existence. Right. Yeah. Or, or relative peace com- you know compared to the way they were behaving but where are they right now yeah they're not really written in after the darkness series like you don't really hear about them too much no you hear about some of the things that they may have created or been a part of but you don't hear bugs though yeah human sized bugs <laughs> palindrome bugs <laughs> chapter four Armin Desard, Maximum Security Correctional Facility, Coruscant. He's going for it. <laughs> he's, he's going hard at it. And we get Tahiri in the exercise yard, which she thinks of more as a simulated nature hell. <laughs> yeah, because it's all it's, <laughs> it's underground. A, it's like video screens on the wall that look like outside. And a, it's painted, uh, the ceiling's painted to look like the sky. And there's vents to make it seem like wind blowing and fake bird chirping and all this but you know you're in the basement of a maximum security prison here's a question Mm -hmm. why 
Why is Tahiri Vela unconvicted? Yeah. Despite the title of this particular book, why is she being held in a maximum security prison all of a sudden? She wasn't. No, she was. She in was like in a, a place where Han and Leia could come and visit her, and Jaina could come and visit her. Yep. And when we left her trial, it was swinging upward. Why is she suddenly being kept in a maximum security prison in between trial dates? Yeah, unless she was like always kind of in this location, just in like a holding cell area where she could have visitors nope, and shit. She wasn't. I'll tell you why. Because of what the Jedi did. She's being punished, punished. by Dala. Yep. This will be. This is retribution from Dala. After the Jedi escaped the Jedi Temple mm-hmm. and embarrassed her and and all that jazz, right? It's not said. But why else? Yeah. Well, she's also in this exercise yard with three of the galaxy's most dangerous murderers, whom she just happened to put in prison personally back when she was with the GAG and Jason Solo. She's been set up. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Definitely. They're they're all males. <laughs> Yeah, she's the only oh, female. Oh, she accidentally there. got scheduled for recess with the boys <laughs> that she put in jail. Yeah, who are all serial killers. So she kicks a mon cal between the eyes. She breaks a hut's arm. She KOs a bothin and breaks a wookie's knee in half. Prison fight. <laughs> it was disgusting. <laughs> it too. was well, described very. Uh, it was viscerally in detail. Mm-hmm. I wasn't happy about it reading it. Pretty great action to start the book. You're right. This hurt. That hurts my knee. Thinking about the way it was written. Yeah, I just stretched my leg out because I could feel it. And uh, Tahiri wins the prison fight by starting the prison fight. Yeah. This, of course, lands her in the warden's office, where we get a glimpse of a picture of him and old Gil on the wall. So you can guess how this is gonna go. She's ordered into full time stun cuffs during her prison stay, which is. Clearly bad news for Tahiri Vela. She thinks now she understood. The situation that had been set up for her had more than one level. If she did not die at the hands of Gahag and his fellows, then she would be rendered almost helpless while being exposed to the ordinary dangers of a maximum security prison stay. Whether it happened to be today or at some near future date, she was marked for death. Yeah, because she requested to be confined to a cell, and he said she nope. asked for solitary. Because you're not convicted, and that's a punishment and for he convicts. Gave her instead full time stun cuffs, which makes her completely disabled to defend herself mm-hmm. from all the definite incoming violence. So, will she even make it to her titular conviction, or will she be prison shanked? <laughs> it's looking like shank. Will Raynar Thol bug out? Will Barv go Barvy? Will Luke go to sleep? <laughs> Find out next week when we cover Fate of the Jedi, Book 7, Conviction, Chapters 5 through 8. I'm Justin. I'm Tim. No, Jaina, yet. Not yet. For any comments and questions, you can hit us up at forevercanonpodcast at gmail.com. Forever Canon Podcast is a Jay Plazer production. Catch us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube at Jay Plazer. Check us out.